Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a good place podcast. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Hello. Hey yo. And this is a Nerdy Things Pod production. This is Everything's Fine, a good place podcast where we talk exclusively about NBC's hit TV show, The Good Place. We drop an episode every Monday, which coincides with a single one of The Good Place's episodes. We are presently in catch-up mode, uh, but come September 27th, I think is what it is, we will be caught up to season three when you guys are watching the episodes for the first time. We will be as well, and we'll have great guesses and conjecture as to what's going to happen, and you can join in that fun on our discussion group on Facebook. You can navigate to Facebook any way that you see fit. Search Everything is Fine up top, and you will find us where we are having merry old conversations about what goes on in this podcast. You can reach us on social media as well. We have an Instagram account at Everything is Fine Podcast and our central hub, nerdythingspod.com, at nerdythingspod on all the social medias is where you find out information about this episode as well as other uh, other episodes of the podcast we do, like Nerdy Things Podcast, which discusses Ant-Man and the Wasp this week. So if you're into that, please check that out. I won't be there, but these guys will, because I am on vacation and had some logistical issues. <clears throat> I also have some <laughs> allergy issues, so bear with oh, my geez. vocals this morning. The, these are just a few of his issues. He has a ton of issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you guys could see this on YouTube, I also have vacation hair. Everybody can see that, which is great. This is when you wake (laughs) up and don't even care. You just take the dog out. You play some Mario Kart with your nieces and nephews, and you go, oh, I got to do a podcast. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, guys, every week we talk, uh, we start our episodes by kind of calling back to the last episode. So, um Let's pretend you're Michael, because to this point, we've just thought Michael's everyone's dad, and he's pretty awesome. But now we know Michael's a torture demon, and he created this fake good place to torture all these people in a psychologically diabolical way. So if you're Michael, and you're given a second chance, Eleanor guesses, first chance fails, you're given a second chance, how do you change things to make them work the second time? You see, I thought about this. Because I saw this week's episode. Um, I don't know if it's possible now. That's a good thing, Jules, uh, by the way, that you watched this week's episode. Thank you for playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know if I want to spoil like that they did 800. He did 800 versions of this or whatever. But I don't know. I, I think I, I'm sure he had some point where uh, Jason and Eleanor were together that would be pretty dumb. Maybe that'll make a thing, but I don't even think this whole like little town can work. I don't know if this town is able to work the way that he wants it to without, you know, them. He wants them to torture each other, but then he doesn't want them to find out. But naturally, all of them are going to be the same. I don't think it's I don't I don't know if it's possible versus nurture problem like these people are built the way they're going to be built and they're going to react the same to the same stimuli it's it's like the matrix if you remember the premise from the the original matrix movie the machines made a utopia like this and in fact i think this is a secret prequel to the matrix but we'll get to that (laughs) we'll save that for another episode the human mind rejected that utopia 
and they they had to introduce some you know bad things to it i think the only way to torture them in this is not to make it seem like the good place or the bad place but to make it seem like the medium place and then keep giving them hope of getting to the good place and then taking it away Ooh, kevin that's brilliant I didn't, didn't know Michael where I was Shore. going when I started speaking. That just came out. <laughs> Why didn't you Michael Shore come and truth. talk to you? They could have just made everybody <laughs> in a Mindy St. Clair neighborhood. And it would have been perfect. And really, like, that's that's the only thing that makes sense now to me. Wow, I don't even want to watch oh. the show anymore. I just want it to be <laughs> that show. Just cocaine everywhere. <laughs> the medium place uh, and cocaine everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> just fountains full of coke. <laughs> it's better than clam oh. chowder <laughs> yeah was that one of the tries where it's like well let's just put cocaine in. this is the cocaine place right now so Wait, you can have a store it's called come get a coke the coke is on us oh <laughs> and then there's just one pepsi store that just sells pepsi <laughs> yeah. oh man i i don't even have a suggestion anymore because kevin nailed it uh i was gonna say <laughs> something to the effect of just let chibi and eleanor be together and hopefully it turns out happy and then that gives them the illusion of happiness um or yeah but kevin nailed it yes and they should have just put him in the damn medium place dangling a carrot humans do their best when there's a carrot dangled in front of them that's exactly right that's the problem there's no carrot huh. wow all right so yeah and then she uh, eleanor might not even question it because it's like well, it's the medium place, so like she can kind of write that off. It's not going so far as saying this is the good place. Yeah, she totally okay. believes that go. that's where she belongs, anyways. So, right. yeah, yeah, she gave she, him the formula. She said it in the first try. I should be in a medium place. He should have said, "Yeah, you're right." Oh well. Anyways, yeah. now that Kevin's ruined the show, let's continue our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last episode of Everything is Fine. Uh, here you go. We broke the show. So, bro- <laughs> Kevin broke this week's news, <clears throat> excuse me, this week's news, <clears throat> Craig Brady there. We, um, we, we have big one. This is great. Ted Danson was nominated for an Emmy. Yay. Yay. Whoa. Everybody's been talking about, uh, kind of the last few weeks. If, if you're into that kind of stuff, they've been saying he's on the Emmy bubble. He might get a nomination. He might get, not get a nomination. He's obviously played the character really well, but he's Ted Danson. So he's got cachet. He's won this before. So there was a pretty good chance that he was going to get the nomination and he did, but the big hit for him. And this piggybacks onto what we talked about last week. He is not the oldest nominee. What? <laughs> How's that possible? So he tweeted out, I'm honored to be nominated for an Emmy. It's just, no matter what people say, it is honored to be nominated and also not to be the oldest nominee. Thanks, Larry David. Larry David oh. was born in July of 1947 <laughs> and Ted Danson was born in December of 1947. So. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Wait, Larry David got a nomination for, uh, what's Curb, probably, right? Curb, yeah, because yeah. they, re- oh, they cool. brought back Curb this year. So, yeah, so yeah. good on both of those guys because I enjoy both of their humor. But, dude, once again, sure. how much older does Larry David look than Ted Danson? Right. right. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, if you told me they were several months apart, I would have said you're freaking insane. So, but this is great. We love uh, that the show is going to, you know, get some more recognition because of that. I would have loved to see the show itself nominated. I would have liked to see, 
Kristen Bell nominated. But, you know, you take what you can get, and uh, Ted Danson certainly deserves it because he fooled everybody in that first season. No question about it. And he continues to, oh, uh, to plug yeah. along, as you'll, as you'll see, Jules. So when did when do we get uh our nomination for this podcast? Is that coming up? The <laughs> podcast Emmys is that our thing? Or? Well, we were already I, we were already granted the greatest segment in the history of podcasting. Oh boy! So that's go. like a lifetime achievement award. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> there's really nothing left to be done. It's, it's like it's like you were a musical artist. And you released an album so good that they waived the 25 year waiting period and you just, you know, <laughs> that could never happen. Come <laughs> no, on. No. So yeah. Speaking of that, why don't we get into the greatest segment in the history of podcasting? Uh, there was a ton of great quotes in this one. So let's get into out of context quotes of the week. Jules, kick it off. This one's from Jason. I'm too young to die and too old to eat off the kids' menu. What a stupid age I am. <laughs> that was definitely on my list, but this week I came prepared. I, I put a whole bunch of quotes down so you guys didn't steal yeah, all my quotes, quotes last week. <laughs> he wrote the entire script. <laughs> Pretty much. I just dictated it. Um, and then this one's another one uh, from their little jazz segment. That was a real trip for biscuits. Now we're all wet, daddy-o. <laughs> And those are my two. Nice. Right. Way to go. Kevin. I have Jason figured it out. This is a real low point. Yeah. <laughs> this hurts. And then uh, I have uh, go fork yourself, you mean giraffe. <laughs> oh, and I then love that I one, couldn't yeah. leave this one alone. Bust the Alexa. <laughs> that was a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I've got I've got a short one. Oh, farts. Michael, no, no, I'm pregnant, and it's your baby. Oh, God. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a stretch there. <laughs> I'm gaining weight. I'm stress eating. I'm gaining weight in my thighs. Look at him move. <laughs> Gunner wants to nibble and or bite on humans. I don't blame him. I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> and I've got two more because there was so many good chowder ones. I had to pick one. Chowder. It's just hot ocean milk with bits of animal croutons. <laughs> that one made me think. I have yeah. that one. I, I, I left it alone for you, though. <laughs> Thank you. And catch that magic panda and use her powers. What is this? That's the best out of context quotes because it was delivered out of context. It was something that Mindy St. Clair said that Jason said at some point. We have oh no idea what they're talking about. Oh my God, though. Uh, the whole thing. <laughs> like that whole series of events. Jason become is my favorite. He's becoming my favorite with everything that he's saying. I didn't think like now that the shift in season two like this whole change i was gonna get a lot of jason no he's he's there he's there he's saying things all right <laughs> well that was this week's out of context quotes of the week they're getting better and better thank you good place for delivering better quotes all the time we're gonna get to our other famous segment which is where the discussion is precluded by kevin's synopsis so tell us what happened kev all right. So in this episode, the gang has been reset for another attempt, then another, then another. Eleanor keeps figuring out like it's her job. And 
then Jason does it too. Then Michael gives up, but gets called out by Vicky, and he decides to join forces with our heroes. Touchdown. Wow. Sports balls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we open up this week with Michael talking to an old timey recorder, giving notes to himself, telling him what, what's going on. And uh, Eleanor and Sahani are fighting. And then uh, she calls her a giraffe. And then there's giraffes. And then Eleanor meets Chidi. And they make it to day 128. And then they get found out again. <laughs> That's just the opening scene to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that See now before all of this before this episode I didn't know whether this is the first time they did it whether you know how many times uh Ted Danson's put them into this position but no now we're actually keeping track and I was like oh okay cool attempt number 2 whatever whatever and then okay 3 and 4 <laughs> and he's going to keep going well we go to we go to 8 and 8 apparently was going pretty well michael was pretty happy with with uh, the relationships that were going on and stuff and the thing that i found it interesting about attempt 8 was that they were all taking classes together so tahani was taking ethics classes this time too mm-hmm. and i'm really curious as to how they got there cuz I just don't see how you talk to Hani into taking an ethics class. Interesting. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, Eleanor might have been like, "Yo, stop forking around. I don't. I don't like you, and <laughs> you gotta get your shirt together." <laughs> like, come on. Uh, but yeah, like the the super cool part that I'm loving in this episode because I just want more combinations of stuff. I just want these characters doing the same thing, different different you know different stuff going on so everybody's saying things different they lead up to something different that's why i don't think it's possible that he can make this work because yeah well, they're they're just not gonna she's gonna keep f- figuring it out well we and see Jason that because one time. they show us a glimpse of episode 30 i mean the episode try 32 attempt 57 attempt 99 attempt 108 that's when eleanor overhears michael and then he's just like oh geez shuts the door snaps his finger um i've locked the door now (laughs) then we see every time he reboots janet he kills janet every time and every time she begs in a unique and different way and i love it oh my god so we get to 484 Four hundred and freaking eighty-four. Now, who knows how long nope. this has been? Nope. Because, well, sorry, nope. go ahead. Three thirty-three. First, we've got to talk about three thirty-three. Oh, I'm sorry. What was three thirty-three? Eleanor's uh, perfect match was a golden retriever. <laughs> I missed that one. Oh, it God. gets no better than that. <laughs> yeah, one of them was uh, Tahani was her match. Was like, oh, I loved okay. that. Yeah, too. that was a good one too. <laughs> They're just trying anything. They're just throwing it against yeah. the wall. But I'm sorry. Go on. Four eighty-four. <laughs> So we get to 484, and we I mean, we have no idea, is this years, because one of them went to 128, we don't know how many of them went that long. I mean, 484 on its own, even if each one was a day, we're talking a year and a half. So this this could have been going on for three, four years at this point, longer. We're at 484, and Michael's at his wits. We have seen, how many? I don't know how many times in this podcast I've said, I'd love for a devoted listener to go back and count, how many times has Tim said, and this did not sit well with Michael? Michael was at his wits at like we get to this point so many times, but here where Jules was talking about this last week, he's got the beard, he's stress eating, he's got jiggly thighs, he is just telling uh, Eleanor, I think it is that 
he's messing up. He doesn't even care. He's like, I'll reset it anyways. Yeah. We're we're at a we're at a real <laughs> low point at four eighty four. They have like a real close up shot of him just like, oh, saying all this stuff and then they pull back and Eleanor's sitting across from him. He's like, What am I doing? He's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so so they race that one, then Jason figures one out, which is just the straw that breaks the breaks the camel's back. But Michael is finally happy. It's 800-something. He's happy about how things are going the first uh, day or two. But the demons go on strike, led by Vicky, who is a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I could kind of see this coming. I I think I even called it in one of the episodes. I was like, she's going to do something. Something's going to happen with her because she's not happy. And she's going to lead a resistance against Michael. Uh and she does. They've got demands and, and all this stuff. And Michael's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And she basically blackmails him. She says, Sean thinks you're on attempt two. I could very easily blow this whole thing up in your face. So you better listen to me. You, you're kind of out of options at this point. I kept receipts. Slaps down the folder. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't get how he he wouldn't have gone to check up on Michael because he came over within the first attempt whatever attempt number two michael keeps lying to him but he doesn't come and check it out like it's supposed to be yeah, well he was there in first attempt as part of the script right he was there yeah, yeah. as they were trying to try get everything back on track so that was his role they just haven't but this is needed him okay this isn't like revolutionary for him because like apparently to you know to him michael's found this new way of torturing these people wouldn't he have come and check up on him within, let's just say this all happens in five years, probably more in the 800 attempts? Well, let me say it to you this way. You, you play an instrument, right, Jules? Sure. Do, do you come into the song the same place every song, no matter what song you're playing? Um, no. Yes. Well, no. No. Not every song. Exactly. Okay, I get you. So this is a different song. You can't tell, ostensibly, their their theory is you can't tell how these people are going to react or how this is going to unfold, how they're going to be tortured by themselves. And so Sean isn't needed. They haven't called him. He'd rather not be there. He doesn't. The whole point of this is that, that it, it should be more of a hands off type of thing where they can put these people in and have them torture themselves. The rest of this uh. is sort of just, you know, set dressing. So he's happy that it's going well. He doesn't need the updates. He doesn't need to check in. It, cool. It's going perfect. Not to mention that this is Michael has a thousand year plan here. And he even says to Vicky in one of the other reboots, hey, just bide your time. You're going to have a nice role in 80 years. Like, it's no big deal. So five yeah. years for yeah. them is like, yeah, whatever. I'll check on you in 100. You're 10% of your way through at 100. So let's, oh, let's okay. follow up gotcha. at that point. <laughs> so uh yeah so he's getting yeah, blackmailed let's convene on year 100 sure <laughs> he's getting blackmailed uh eleanor and chidi overhear the demons talking they're smoking cigars that's how she tracks them down not moonbeam cigars but regular cigars and the flame guys <laughs> lighting them on fire but they find out that they're in the bad place and eleanor uh calls janet and and says hey is there a way that we can get the heck out of here and she goes actually yes and they go to mindy st Clair's house which we find out they've been to Mindy's house 15 times before. Mindy's got a whole board. She's keeping track. She's bored of them. And we also find out that Eleanor and Chidi get together. 
And I'm not talking like holding hands either, you know? Oh, boy. Mindy St. Clair has had a good time with this. Let's put it that way, okay? Because we know what are her proclivities. So, yeah, this is a big revelation. And and Eleanor doesn't quite know how to handle it. No, and I don't know how to handle it either. Like, are they actually soulmates or whatever that is? Are they... I don't know. Or is it just like because they're in this situation, they found love? Or is it because Chidi puts up with Eleanor? (laughs) I don't know. It's really interesting, though. And I'm kind of rooting for this to happen because it's happened, what, almost 15 times? So Yeah, I mean, when you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with, right? (laughs) These are the only two normal people of the four of them. I mean, they're terrible yeah. people, but they're normal people. Tahani is <laughs> sure. not normal. No. Jason is not normal. No. I don't care how you slice it. So uh, I kind of get it. But and yeah. the thing is, Chi's not really that horrible. Chi has a massive personality flaw, but sure. he's not. He's really a genuinely good guy, and that's. Yeah. And I think that might be Michael's biggest mistake. Is he always goes? I can't believe every time uh, Eleanor ends up with Chidi. That it works, that she she becomes better. Maybe that's because he picked a dude that's really not that bad. He just tortured people because he can't make a decision. But in in mm-hmm. general attitude and motivation, he's as good as one gets, I think. Yeah. I mean, the only other way yeah. out of this, if you were, Michael, redoing this without going the medium place route, the only other way would be to have someone else to fill the role of Cheaty in Eleanor's life there. Right. You know, like have tell Janet, this guy here is, you know, the best philosopher ever and Chidi's second. And she, they'd go to him every time because he'd be a hot mailman or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Make the hot guy the super smart one. And then she'll be like, oh, OK, take lessons from him <laughs> instead of cheating. Right. So they're they're in the medium place trying to figure all this out. Meanwhile, Michael is out in Jason's Buddhist monk area. And he's like, hey, Jason. And Jason instinctively just goes, hey, homie. Oh, wait a second. I'm not Jason. And (laughs) Michael just spills the whole beans to Jason anyways and uh, tells him he needs some advice. And Jason tells the longest, weirdest story about his dance crew going on a dance-off with a dance crew formed by a member who left and they gave for the first time a hundred percent of their efforts to slash their tires. I think that's the story, Kevin. Are you, yeah. you fact checking me there? No, I'm, I'm previous uh, episode five. Jason quoted as saying, I framed one innocent alligator dealer to save one 60 person dance crew. Yes. I think this is that story. And I love that callback. <laughs> I agree. Oh, <laughs> yep. I was thinking the exact same mean? thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I love oh, that the, the whole climax of the story is just, like, a total misdirect. Ugh. My entire 60-person dance crew came together and slashed everybody's tires. I thought it was going to be, like, the most epic dance <laughs> battle in the history of yeah. anything. No. Nope, he's just an idiot. Jason's life is a misdirect, I think. And, and <laughs> honestly, that whole conversation is so perfect. It starts off with Michael saying, hey, Jason... Let me get you up to speed. You're in the bad place. Here's what's happening. And then at the end, Jason just goes, I love the good place because he's an idiot. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, I give the best advice. That's probably why I'm in the good place. And I'm like, oh, no. I Jesus, just right can't over your head. Even. He literally, but and I know this word is overused, but he literally just told him that he was in the bad place. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that whole scene, that whole section was, I was dying laughing. It was hilarious because this story doesn't make sense at all. I mean, it does make sense to Jason, doesn't make sense how it's supposed to be advice. But then somehow he's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Oh Thanks. In true Gianyu fashion, I guess. Right. Because <laughs> Michael is always able to glean wisdom from the things that Jason says. Jason doesn't even have wisdom in the things that he's saying. <laughs> Or the, the, the touch of, nope. of his chest, yet Michael seems to find it. It's astonishing. <laughs> I guess it's hidden it's him somewhere in the seventh or eighth dimension. One of those ones that we can't see. Right? Yeah, there's wisdom somewhere in there. <laughs> Jeez. So we ha- we're heading back to the <clears throat> medium place. Eleanor is still stressing over the fact that she apparently told... Uh, Chidi that she loves him. Not only that, but Chidi said it right back. There was no questioning. There was no back and forth, none of that stuff. But she, you know, confesses that she doesn't say I love you to people. The only people she's ever said she loves are Steve Austin and some guy in a club restroom who looked like Steve Austin. Oh, God. (laughs) That that would... That would be Eleanor's, like, dream dude. That That is exactly. <laughs> but either way, they get in a little fight. They decide to go back. They get back. Michael's waiting for him, and Michael tells him the whole deal. He's like, you know, listen, uh, I need you because we're in a bad place, all of us. So best friends now, right? <laughs> and that's the episode. Oh my goodness. We've what? got to talk a little bit about the, the places every time they rebooted the good place, the stores and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You, do you got some of those written down? Of course I do. Yeah. So we have uh, the pestos yet to come. You do the gnocchi <laughs> pokey or the hokey gnocchi and you get yourself some food and lasagna come out tomorrow <laughs> in, in one iteration of it. Another one was cake canaveral. Nish from a rose, beignet, beignet <laughs> and the Jets, and biscotti Pippin. Oh Ooh, dude, beignet, beignet and the Jets. That sounds really good. Beignet and the Jets. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Then uh, you have caviar on a stick, steak on a stick with extra sticks, bagel <laughs> on a stick, hot dog on a stick. I mean, I kind of get it. But the sign for caviar on a stick was amazing because it was just like a chopstick with <laughs> tiny little balls on the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then there was a scene when um, I think it was uh, Vicky was running up to Michael. And you can see in the background, there's a store called Chicken Soup for the Mouth. <laughs> I remember that one. That was good. I was disappointed there was no churro dog related delicacies. No, because then that would have been the good place. Right, that's true. Like, that totally would have been the good, good place. place. That would be too much. <laughs> and none of the demons would be able to handle that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, Michael suggests for them to be friends. He's like, hey, well, uh, you know, uh, we're all good. We're all good. Let's just, uh, you know, team up. We got to get this new dance crew together. <laughs> Bringing all the boys back in <laughs> one last time. Yeah, let's... Uh... Let's, we don't have to frame an alligator dealer or anything. No. <laughs> but I was like, what? He Now it's going to be some kind of battle between 
demons for over the control of this city because he's got some stuff on him like how cool is that what's gonna happen what's going what's gonna go on forward because he's tortured them 800 attempts for who knows how long are they gonna do it what's gonna happen uh, and again, this is this is the brilliance of this show because going into season two, we wondered, okay, how are they going to continue this storyline? It seems like it would get boring, and then they go, oh, we're going to reboot. And then you think, how are we going to reboot every episode? That's going to get boring. We're going to see the same thing over and over again. And then here, they just reboot a thousand times, and we get it. Oh, okay, so we're not going to see all the reboots, and we get right back to a crux, to a crossroads in the story. And I love how they continue to reinvent the way that they tell this every story. time it's fantastic if i can go back and talk to jules that watched like five <laughs> episodes of this and tell him everything that i told him or i know right now i would not believe myself that would be uh jason and michael he's like first off this is the bad place <laughs> and michael's done it 800 times and i'll be like what no no but that every episode of this turns it on its head Every episode has some twist to it that makes you look at everything that they've done differently. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the most it's clever so shows on television. So do we have any other thoughts sure. on this episode? Yes. No. Um, no, but a lot. Of, I don't think we I don't know if we addressed this, but we were good boys now because Tim suggested that we use the NBC app. And I don't know if anybody else is aware of the <laughs> NBC app. Um, you can sign up and you get three free episodes of the show. So if you're like wondering where to find it or a lot of people suggested Amazon, I think it was an alternate way to do it, but we are not pirating episodes anymore. All right. So let, let's get into the nitty gritty on this because <clears throat> I don't want to paint a picture like I'm in the good place or something entirely. There's several ways you can go about this. You could pay for individual episodes from Amazon or I assume iTunes, but they're like a dollar ninety nine an episode. Sorry. I've already seen it, okay? Secondly, yeah. you if you have cable, you can go to NBC's app, you plug in your cable provider and all that stuff, and you can get the episodes for free because they don't mind you watching it. They just, you know, you you they're part of the cable conglomerate. Okay, not down for that either. You can get <laughs> three free episodes, okay? So go to the NBC app. It says you can get three free episode credits. Just sign up with your email. I got a lot of emails, guys. I got a lot of emails. <laughs> we got the nerdy things. Oh, That's all no, I'm saying. I got a lot of emails. Sound. I have no problem thinking that I will get through all of this, the episodes that they want to hold from me just by using my <laughs> many emails. And uh, as a matter of fact, if I run out, I can create new ones. Oh, boy. Just like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, cool. There's a lot of ways to watch the show. I don't know if... <laughs> If you want to rewatch them or if anybody had questions about that, but there are different ways to, to rewatch the show. And I, maybe we can, uh, add something real quick that I was, I had an idea because we've been painting ourselves as super bad place people. <laughs> well, me and Kevin, Dude, I'm actually. a total yeah, well, medium place uh, person. I own okay? it. I'm square in the Eleanor camp. Maybe we can, uh, do like a, a new segment or really short something good that we did this week i i don't even have a, a thing for it i was just pondering on this maybe we can just say like hey i um i don't know i don't know what to what to say here because 
I think I'm, I am genuinely in the bad place. <laughs> because right outside right now, actually, uh, there are, there's a garage sale going on uh, for one of the neighbors. And all the cars are parked pretty badly, like everybody buying the stuff. And I thought about turning on the sprinkler for their car. Oh, jeez. That's, that's, that's a bad place thought. That's You know what? Um, this didn't happen recently, but uh, like three years ago, they were selling a condo in the building that I owned a condo in. And some dude leaned on my car. So I set off my car alarm every time they started to try to auction this place <laughs> off just because I hated them. So I think I belong in the bad place now that I say okay. that out loud. I love Tim, how I love how this uh, this segment started as everybody say something good about yourselves yeah. and you guys come up <laughs> with some I'm evil. I'm really things. good at being bad. Oh, oh man! man. Uh, so I've been on vacation for most of the last <clears throat> two weeks. Oh, you wore a pineapple tank. I did do uh, that. That's some good place points. Yeah, I totally. So yeah, so my family was a food family the other day. I wore a pineapple tank top, and my wife wore a donut tank top, and my little baby was a lemon. She wore a lemon dress. So that was a thing. <laughs> But, you know, I've got nieces and nephews around. I've got, you know, my parents and everybody. That was a big family vacation. And uh, I've just been very helpful. Let's just say that. I've just been very helpful. Awesome. So, so that did not help me or Kevin. <laughs> that backfired, actually. Okay, never mind. That's Take it over. That's, that's exactly what it should have done. <laughs> All right, guys. So this has been another episode of Everything is Fine, a Good Place podcast, the podcast that drops every Monday where we talk about NBC's hit TV show, The Good Place. You can join us in the discussion in between episodes by going to Facebook and searching Everything is Fine, where we have a discussion group. You will find us there and you can join in. It's a lot of fun. We are also on social media at Everything is Fine podcast on Instagram at Nerdy Things Pod, which is our, our parent, uh, so to speak, on all social medias, and nerdythingspod.com, where you can check out all of our other podcasts, including our Ant-Man and Wasp discussion that is going on now on episode 72 of Nerdy Things Podcast. So, as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate that you're on this ride with us, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. <laughs>